It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. You know what movie holds up is like, uh, um, like to watch like when you're older is the SpongeBob movie. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. not the live action one, but like the, not the it's a live action, but it's the weird clay. You know the stupid fucking. I actually enjoyed that one, but that's also because I got way too fucked up when I went to go see it. I haven't seen that one, so I can't talk shit. I'm sure that if I got high and watched it, I'd be like, this is the best. This is like Citizen Kane. Um, but I, uh, the first, the first one I rewatched, I like a few years ago with some of my friends, we, we just were like chilling, smoking. We're like, dude, let's just, like, let's just watch the SpongeBob movie. And we we're all watching it. We're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like, this is kind of like a masterpiece. <laughs> it's like more enjoyable to watch as an adult. If you could, you know, consider yourself, I mean, compared to when I watched it in fifth grade or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah it's a vibe. Yeah, because you like understand it. But I guess welcome to the Bucked Up Podcast. Thank you so much, Dan Carney, for being on. Dude, thank you so much for having me, man. I, re- I really appreciate it. It's good to meet you guys. Yeah, I uh, I got to see you at the Comedy Connection and you murdered. Fuck and yeah. And now you're, you're living in Austin now? I just moved to Austin. I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment here. I live in a mall. Um, <laughs> I do. I live in a place called The Domain, which is it's literally a mall. Like they just like store like where I'm living now is essentially a storage unit for people to go to sleep. And then when you wake up, you go buy things and then you go back to sleep. Like it's literally that's the the dynamic right here. That's what it sounds like. When people ask me where I live, I tell them I live in the Peloton store. Like that's like I live in a Neiman Marcus. Like that's exact. (laughs) Like if you just go there, you'll find me. You got such white trash that like I when I heard about this place and I checked it out, there's like a Louis Vuitton store here. And I was like, (laughs) oh, my God, I can live next to the Louis Vuitton store. I'm never going inside of it. I'll (laughs) never step foot in it. And I I can't afford anything there. But I'm like, oh, my God, like I made it. I went to Vegas uh, right before the pandemic and I got like I just got too drunk and would try on like four thousand dollar balenciaga coats just pretending i could do like and then get to the counter and be like i can't do it any i I, i'm sorry i gotta think about this i i'm from an area to where like because i i've been to vegas i know exactly the the area you're talking about where i'm I'm from a town where like if i just told people like being in that store people are like hey congrats you know, like people from my town are like, dude, Dan is in the Balenciaga store in Las Vegas right now. I don't have to buy anything. <laughs> Just being in there. there is like an accomplishment. Where are you originally from? I'm from a, it's, it's not that bad of a town, but it's a town called Brandon, Florida. Okay. Uh, it's, it's right outside of Tampa. And if you have any negative stereotypes about Tampa, Brandon's going to do nothing to help with those. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I, I like it. I genuinely like the people there are, are, are awesome. A little crazy like me a little bit, but it's kind of, uh, you know, it's uh, it's got its own vibe. Yeah, you is know, it like a touristy area? Like, no, 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 no. no I where didn't... I live is absolutely not. It's it's known as actually Tampa's bedroom. Uh, <laughs> we don't have our own mayor. We like we share like the mayor of Tampa with us. People like sleep in Brandon and then like work in Tampa. Did you live there up until moving to Austin? No, I lived there. I grew up there. Actually, my dad was in the army, so we bounced around a lot. Um, but I lived there for a little bit, like in elementary school. Then I. Uh, when I was in seventh grade, we moved back there. My dad retired from the army. So I lived there from seventh grade until, you know, I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. I went to Florida state. Then I moved to New York to was doing comedy there. And then COVID hit and, you know, 
bounced around a little bit, moved back in with my parents. You know, things were I'm things like, were going, I'm I understand. I'm things were going well. In the uh, you were know, you I would tell people a living off comedy before Corona. Uh, the few months before Corona, yes, I started opening for Tim Dillon and I was that was my job. You know, I was working with him, shooting sketches and uh, video content. And then I, you know, Corona hit. I moved back in with my parents. It's so funny, like, whenever I would, like, kind of talk to people about that, like, at the time, I would be like, yeah, you know, it's just uh, it's just good to reconnect with the family. It's just good to, you know, put in the time. You know, it's good to, like, like this is it's important. Family is important. But really, I'm living there because, you know, I was not making any money. Yeah. Um, and then my apartment lease in New York ended and i was like well i'm not gonna live here anymore because i was living there the first few months of the pandemic and it was like a war zone mm -hmm. you know people were like oh my god like you can't like you would be afraid to like touch anything like your apartment like is this COVID? is this COVID?" and then i go down to florida and everyone's like ah masks off <laughs> and i was like what the fuck is going on i would be so mad and now i'm like masks off fuck yeah. it who cares yeah, because you you were touring. The, yeah. One of the reasons I, I wanted to talk to you is because like you also were able to make, you know, you came back during Corona and like you were yeah. able to do what a lot of comedians weren't able to do. Yeah, I'm super, super lucky. And yeah, I got I got I'm 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 just I'm just lucky as fuck. Like I lucky to be working with Tim, uh, who the pandemic I think helped his people find his podcast because people were at home, you know, and watching a lot of YouTube and, you know, he already had a, a, a hilarious, one of the best podcasts out there, but it was not as big as it is now. Yeah. And people being at home looking for shit, they're working at home, they're bored as fuck. They're looking for ways to, to entertain themselves. His was like a big part of that. A lot of people discovered him during that time. So it helped him which helped me you know because i'm mm -hmm. working with him and we were able to to go on the road do shows in venues that did not give a shit about covid <laughs> ebola aids <laughs> uh anything you know, their kids um so luckily those places exist uh, yeah. i happen to be from one of those those places so you know we hit a lot of those markets and the shows were amazing um, people were super stoked to be out of the house and watching like live entertainment and comedy. And everyone was just after the show's meeting up with them. They're like, this is, it's so great to be out of the house. It's so great to be able to, to see, you know, you guys live, see Tim live. And now more of the country is starting to open up, which is really exciting. And those, like I saw, you said you saw me at the Comedy Connection in Providence. Over yeah. Tim, mm -hmm. And that's a place we wouldn't have been able to perform at in the fall. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it, it still worked the social distance shows, but yeah. some shows they don't give a fuck about. They'll yeah. just pack people. No. How long no. did you go without performing during court? Like, were you able to perform when you moved back down to Florida? No, I, 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 I wasn't performing there because really like living in New York for the first part of COVID, uh, it was almost scarring mm -hmm. like in a way where like when I got to Florida, I was just shocked. And I was like, this is so irresponsible what everybody's doing. And I was yeah. living with my parents and I didn't want to get them sick. I did eventually get COVID. Uh, at a, <laughs> did you at give a it to them? Uh, no, I did not. But <laughs> I got it while I was there for Christmas and uh, they were super happy about that. <laughs> and 
Am I, yeah. You're like uh, I'm following my dreams, mom. Yeah. Let me let me live. Well, I you know, following your dreams is is I got it at a strip club, so that's not <laughs> exactly. I wasn't really following my dreams. Those girls, I don't I get I don't even know if they were following their dreams. They're just. <laughs> following a check and I was following my friends who it happened to be one of their birthdays and they were like, Oh, hey, we're going to a strip club. And I'm like, ah, okay. And then when I got there, I was like, make it rain. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, take off your masks. What am I paying for? And then I got COVID. Well, yeah. I went to my first strip club ever during quarantine really in, in providence and they oh have God. they have like plastic up around the stage like they're dancing oh, in dude. a fish tank and they'd like twerk their pussies up against the plastic so it'd leave like snail trails and shit oh my <laughs> god was, I was like I, i'm glad i'm not i don't think a strip club's where i want to be right now no no i mean <laughs> you see i mean just you're probably looking around you because i've been to a strip club only three times in my life mm. right I'm not a big strip club guy. Tampa is like one of the capitals where I'm from. Like Brandon's right outside of Tampa. Um, Tampa is one of the capitals of strip clubs. You go, you can go on a highway. There's like a county or U.S. highway road where it's just strip club, strip club, strip club, strip club. Like just lining either side of the street, <laughs> massive road, just ma- just like fucking crazy amounts of them. Lots of home. Um, yeah, yeah, lots of lots of strip clubs. You know, a lot of people I grew up with are strippers now or work in strip clubs. It's like a actual like industry there. Yeah. And I've just never been a big strip club guy. I have nothing against it. Um, but I did go to one during like the day on like a Tuesday when I was in Nashville. Cause we were like, Oh, it'd be funny to pop in on like, you know, 2 PM on a Tuesday. Yeah. And it's, I imagine it was probably like what you saw minus the snail trails but just you're looking around you and you're like oh this is the bottom of the barrel of society mm-hmm. like here right now yeah you know yeah and- <laughs> it's like one creepy guy like i watched one like a stripper a dancer rather she picked up she did a whole dance and she picked up a single dollar bill and i was like damn i feel <laughs> bad like she's out there so- working her ass off and i get yeah, it like, i've is- been on stage and like bombed before Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't bombing. There's just nobody in the audience <laughs> except for like, you know, just Her a guy. Was good. It just, there was no one there to enjoy. There's just no one there. It's just like one creepy guy. He's like, <laughs> yeah, here's a, nah, like giving her a dumb, like stay away from her. Uh, <laughs> and it was funny because I'm there with like a couple of my friends and a, f- a few girls that we were friends with were also in town and were like normal-ish people, very normal compared to the people there. And all the dancers were just like hovering around us, just wanted to talk to us because there was like some sense of normalcy. Yeah, you guys had all your teeth and we had all our limping. Teeth. You were, we didn't you didn't any, have a gimp arm. We had no warrants out for our arrest. <laughs> we didn't have to like let people know we were moving into the neighborhoods we lived in. Uh, it was, we were normal people. <laughs> in this Nashville strip club. Yes. Well, I, it was a first date. A girl invited me to the strip club on a first date. That was, Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a second day, but it was bottom of the barrel society. Yeah. Oh my God. This girl <laughs> invited you. Our first day was at a strip club. How did you meet this woman? She saw, she went to one of my shows. She saw me do stand up. And then she's like, you want to go to like, I, I feel like maybe women see stand-ups as like male, like the male strippers. Like you're just up there. You're up there whoring yourself out. <laughs> whoring yourself 100%. out for two people. Hundred percent. And she's like, I'll just bring you to my I'll bring you to my side of town. And that's So is she a stripper? She, she well, 
she wanted to be. She was, she wanted, I don't want to be mean, but she was a little too big to be. Hey man, but, tell her to go to Nashville. You know, the, one of the <laughs> dancers there, she can work at 2 PM on a Tuesday. This girl had three teeth and she was a pumpkin farmer on the side. So there is work out there for her. I promise would, you that. The strippers would, she must've done this before. Cause the strippers would point at her and she'd flash her tits and then the strippers, and then they'd like touch tits through the plastic. Why are you not married to this woman? I mean, like what's <laughs> wrong like with boy you? in the striped pajamas, a hose. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, so you did not see this woman again? No, I did. I did not. I was just too much of a, it was too much of a, I was like, cause it was an act almost. I was like, this yes. is, this isn't yeah, the yeah. first time. He's like, Hey, it. I saw you whore yourself out now. <laughs> like I saw you flash your tits on stage. Now I want to, I want to do the same. I can, I can send you her number if you want. I, I would if you're ever in the area. Not. I would love <laughs> to keep anybody like that. Like, <laughs> and not not the strippers. I have friends or you know or dancers, but like women, like that woman sounds insane. Yeah, it was, no, no shade. Yeah. She's probably a lovely woman, but and she's probably saying the same thing about me. She's yes. like, guys say give them exactly what they want. I do this, and he never takes. She's never, like, never. But no, that's back. not. What was I that, so it wasn't like a hinge thing. It's like she met her in person. You met her after a show. Yeah. Was it uh -huh. fun at least? Did you have a good time while you were there? It was a great, it's a great story. I yeah, think of any, like I hung out with a girl once again, cause she texted me after two months and she was like, sorry, I didn't text you. My doctor thought I either had leukemia or a broken back. Oh <laughs> it's like, those are not the same thing, but I hung out with her again, just, just for the story. Through. Like I don't give a fuck. Wow. <laughs> Poor girl. Yeah. I hope, she, I hope she's okay. <laughs> hopefully it wasn't both so what is like i i've been to providence you know it's a lot of very it's funny i what, one thing i did notice about providence is there's a lot of similarities between there and the area where i'm from like i looked in the crowd at the comedy connection i was like this looks like all of my friends from brandon you know <laughs> we're like guys are just kind of like we're gonna smoke some weed we're gonna wear flannel and sweatpants and we'll stop by the gas station on the way home to pick up some food Am that I is hitting exact, a note here? Yeah, that's the exact, that is the, vi but see, I'm originally from, have you ever heard of Cape Cod? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm was there, I got from, to go there when I was in the Northeast. Oh yeah. So, yeah. oh you, yeah, you filmed the sketch there. Yeah, you we filmed, filmed, uh, you filmed, filmed the, the sketch wallet there. there. Yeah. yeah that, that was a hilarious sketch with a great comic, Laura Severse. And yes, you know, yes. Laura is awesome in that. Yeah. Yeah. Super but, funny woman. I'm originally from the Cape, which is like a summer destination, but during the winter, it's just an opioid. There's literally an HBO documentary called Heroin Cape Cod USA. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so if you wear flannels and smoke weed and get food on the way home, you're winning on Cape yeah, Cod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, this is like the success stories. Yeah. That's why they could afford the ticket. I mean, yeah. which wasn't even, you know, insane. But uh, yeah, no, I, I did feel like very, I do feel very at home at places because like, my my parents are from the northeast my family's from the northeast or from philadelphia mm -hmm. so like when we go to perform like we were performing in warriors for pennsylvania and i go to the gas station and people are gambling there they're playing the slots there's a yeah. white guy behind the counter his name is sean spelled s-h-e-a-n i'm like <laughs> i feel so at home right now you know <laughs> you're, because you're my, my parents kind. are from philly yeah. i'm from tampa no one is going to accuse us from of being elitist you know <laughs> i'm like a breed of white trash i'm like how can we make the most white trash person let's take philadelphia and then tampa and then combine them but if you wore that bucket hat that you were showing me earlier you would turn to an elite like they would just like oh, that's yeah? one of those hats, like, this guy's uh, killing it 
I, I, for one summer when I was like 14, thought buckets ha- bucket hats were the move. Yeah. And yeah, I, was, I could absolutely see you as a bucket hat guy. I you look had your, back you had your little Mac pictures. Miller vibe going. Exactly. I yeah. was real. It was a bad one. We I talked about it whenever I wear a bucket hat, I look like a Rugrats character. You know, I look like a baby. I look like a child. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I wear stuff. I was a big, uh, I had like a big uh, tank top face. Not like a white oh, beater. Actually, I, I did have a white that. beater face. I could see I that like on sixth you. Sixth grade. Oh. I, yeah, big like, I thought it was cool to wear white beaters. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, the, that's what they're called. And then I wore like tank tops, like in middle school, like early high school, I would wear those all I would like ones with all. like palm trees on them, like, like, a like palm or whatever. Trees. I actually still have one that, that I wear sometimes that does have palm trees on it. And, uh, <laughs> but they would be like blue with like stripes. It'd be like red, like all these different types of, I could not get enough. I had so many of them and I would wear them all the time. And I would go to the mall, like the Brandon mall, which it was great. It has a, you, you know, we have a 7-Eleven inside of our mall. So we are from of, the same area because you just walk around the mall because there's yep. nothing else to I'd, do. I'd be wearing, I'd be wearing a, a blue tank top, blue striped tank top with camo shorts <laughs> and my Chuck Taylor shoes. And I was like, dude, I'm the fucking, I'm in the mall right now. I'm 14 years old, 13 years old, however old I am, just feeling like the shit. I'm going into a champ's. I'm like, I might get five shirts for $5. You know what I mean? Like hit like a five for five, like just plain red t-shirts. And I'm like, dude, I'm, 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 I'm a grown, I'm a grown ass man. You know, and I'm cool. You know, yeah. like I was, I, think I, you're going to get chicks at 14. When you're walking around the mall, you're like, it's going to happen. Yep. It, never once, never once. Best case you smoke a black and mild and like the, you know, somewhere around the mall. Like black, that's the like yeah. best case at like 14 walking around the mall. Like, that's how you like, I remember we, we, one time me and I was sleeping at a friend's house, like a little sleepover or whatever. And we snuck out to smoke a black and mild, not weed. We just smoked because we were like, dude, this is fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think wine about tip, like when I first wine, started, wine flavored, yeah. the, 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 the trash he is. Yep. The tra- I had a friend who said, I quit drooling, but I, I, to, I smoke black and milds now. I was like, that's, that's worse. Not, that's not like, how it works. I, I, by the way, I haven't had a black and mild in a while. I'm sure no, that you I should would. never smoke a black and mild. I'm afraid to do it again because I'm like, damn, I love. Are you this. a blunt guy? I do like blunts. Yeah, yeah, love blunts. See, I'm a joint guy. Like when if I'm rolling, if I'm just like, if it's up to me, mm-hmm. just because I'm like, it's so funny. It's like it's like the health conscious thing to do. You know, what I mean, like I yeah. got, I try to like preserve my voice as much as I can. But yeah, I love, I love a blunt. Yeah. You know, See, I, I used to smoke two packs of backwoods a day, like weed in them. Wow. I'm, I'm three wow. all tobacco nicotine. And you're right. I do feel like I feel like a vegan. I'm like, cut it out of your system. <laughs> but like I do, I just smoke weed. I don't I haven't had any blunts in like three years or nothing. I used to smoke Frontos, like a whole pack oh, of Fronto in dude, a day. Dude, you you we are like the same. It's so funny, like we're the same fucking breed of white person. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what I was saying when I was looking at the crowd. I'm like, I feel at home. Someone threw a, a weed edible. At me, were you at that, show? at that show? Yeah, you were at, at the show. show. Yeah, someone threw yeah. a weed edible at me, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, this is great." Did you take it? No, I didn't take it. Actually, wait, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. We What's we had up? like an early flight the next morning or early next morning, and I just like I was like, I don't know this. I'm whenever you get stuff thrown at you, yeah, you know, it's like it just. I didn't want to take it, but it was cool. I appreciated that person <laughs> if they're out there watching this or hearing about it. Thank you. Um, I understand. I take it, but you next, wanna... but next time, next yeah. time. Um, Are you an edible guy? 
I love edibles. Because if there's a plane ride, I took a thousand milligrams and flew to Spain. And like, I love edibles. You can take a thousand milligram edible in your apartment and you're flying. Like, you don't need to get a plane to, that's insane. I came up on the Joey Diaz, like listening to Joey Diaz even before I smoked weed. So I was like, I'm just going to take as many edibles as I can because that's what he did. And I've just been, I took like with one of my producers, I took 1300 like a couple months, like a month ago. Are you still high? Like, are you still? Yeah, I get those edibles. They put me in another space, but I've done DMT though. Nothing's going to like get me to the. Because I took an edible one time. I remember, have you ever made firecrackers? Yeah. Like a little Mm -hmm. firecracker edible? Yeah. Yeah. Dry your mouth out like a motherfucker. Dude, and just like not like a great high. It's just like, just you're just trying to get fucked up. So like, I remember I made them the first time I made them. I was literally like Googling like recipes and it was like, I found like here, like here's like a, it was like, I was looking up how to make like quinoa pasta or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you know, some little like cutesy Rachel Ray type, like home cooking site comes up for like making these firecrack edibles or firecracker edibles. And I was like, okay, let me, you know, they were like, you should use about two grams of weed. And I was like, yeah, great. And I ate it all myself, yeah. which I guess they recommended that for like a group of people. Um, <laughs> But I, I ate them all and I was started feeling it within like 10 minutes, which is how you know, know like that. it's going to be a mess. And within an hour, my roommate, I was just like, I don't remember what I was saying to them, but they like politely were like, I think you should go to your room. Like just very <laughs> politely were like, I think like they weren't being a dick. They weren't being rude. They were just like, I think literally the best thing for you right now. They're like, I think you should go to your room. And so I went to my room and I was just too high to like sleep. And I got so high, I had to take off work the next day. And the next day I'm like walking to get Chinese food. I'm walking at like a 90 degree angle. I couldn't stand up straight. And I'm just holding like this little umbrella because it was raining, just fighting off the rain, looking like, like, a, you know, those old people you see like in the city in New York. Like just a little like, cart. You're yeah, pulling. the wind has beaten them down and the weather and like just the weight of the, the buildings and <laughs> bullshit is just like, they can't stand up anymore. That was me with this edible. And I'm like walking to get like, trying to looking like an insane person. And uh, yeah, I just, I just, I, I got so high I had to take off work the next day. I, I can't, I can't. But then the thing about me is a lot of people, you'll hear those stories and like, that's their story for how they stopped smoking weed. Right? Oh no, no. I, I just did it again like, the next day. I'm like, oh, just give me a little less. Or, you know, like, oh, we'll, we'll find the dosage that works. We're not yeah. going to stop. I'm not quitting. I'm committed at this point. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel with weed and with mushrooms, I want to put myself in bad situations. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, well, you took the 1300, you took a 1300 milligram edible. Yeah. What was that like? It just, it just feels like I've never taken any pills. I've never taken Adderall. Yeah. I've never taken Xanax, but it did. I imagine like when people are fucked off Zans, like when I have friends who are fucked off Zans, like I felt that kind of where it was just like, I was in this daze, but my mind was just like, I, uh, I've never, I was never really like that type of person either, but I had a lot of friends who were really into taking Xanax and then getting like drunk afterwards. Yeah. No. Like, Cause we were in college and they're like, it's just like a cheaper way to get fucked up. I'm like, that is, it's both like a, <laughs> a fine. It's like a, it's so, it's such a weird dynamic. Cause like, it's very irresponsible like very unhealthy and unsafe, but at the same time, it's like financially responsible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, these are people who have like good jobs now. 
they're like people, they're like good with money. learning money saving techniques early while risking your life to do it <laughs> I, think, I guess I, that's what it takes to get a good job or like be good at like finances you know it's yeah. like hey like if you're willing to risk your life to save a few bucks you'll be successful in america yeah yeah if you can risk that's true it's why athletes get paid so much they're yeah. risking their lives and they're getting a lot of money for it absolutely but I was never that type of person. They would they would zany bomb each other, do something called zany, <laughs> like you know what I mean? That where they would yeah. be like, Oh, we got uh John today. <laughs> and I was I literally was like, if any of you ever do this to me, I promise you this is not a threat or a joke. Like I it's a promise, I will kill you. Yeah, I no. will I will kill you, dude. <laughs> you don't I can't have that happen to me. How oh, we we drug Dan. We'll see if he dies. <laughs> I don't know. Right, don't bug me as a ha ha gotcha that's that i couldn't very afford a thing to do i couldn't imagine that being like yeah like i'm just gonna get zanny bomb this guy and and here's the thing my friends when they find out they would be like ah and then some of at the very least but it's some like of them would be like dude it's like an ice thank for you, more man. white trash it's yeah like- they would thank each other like <laughs> oh dude thanks man I pre- I had a fucking great night. I was well, I wondered why I got so fucked up. You're drugging each other. <laughs> it's and so fucked up, but it is really funny. It's really funny. It is funny. They would all do it to each other. Yeah. And it was like a thing. There was like, you know, all of my like, a lot of my friends in college, not all of them, you know, but like a section of them in college, they would and in Florida would just do it to each other. Were you doing stand-up in college? I started doing like open mics my senior year of college. That's exactly what I did too. Yeah. yeah. And then I would when like did you graduate college? a couple shows. Uh 2018. Okay. I graduated 2019. And you were doing it in Florida. Yeah, in Florida. At Florida was State. Down and there's like and Tallahassee. I mean, there's like good people there, but there's not there's no comedy club. There's one bar that actually runs like a great show, but it's like a weekly like open mic where they would get like real people. <clears throat> and I've I've gone back and visited Florida State and like I've done that show. It's a place called Birds Aphrodisiac Oyster Shack. <laughs> Wait, you have a clip from there, right? I think I might. There's like a video of me there from like years ago on YouTube, and I'm like, how do I get this off? Yeah, I think I, else, I yeah, I was like trying. I don't to want people to see it. I'm like, someone else put it up. I'm like, take it off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to like. Re- I tried to report it, like on YouTube. I'm You're like, like a girl who saw some like breakup porn on fa- Pornhub. You're like, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly how I feel. To this, exactly how I feel. I'm like, this is not a good representation of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't like the angles. I don't. I don't like the angles. You know, it's a fun time, but like, mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want that on there. So, but it's a like that's like the it's like the comedy room there. So like there was very limited options. Then I moved to New York. And, and did it there. And then quickly. Why did you move to New York? F- just to do stand up. And uh, did you want to do it for like your whole life, like getting up until senior in college? I, when I was, so I did uh, an open mic when I was 17 in high school. Really liked it, loved it, and just never touched it, pursued it until I was 21. That's, um, that's my exact same story. I yeah. actually flew out to LA, used a fake ID to get on Kill Tony when wow. I was 17, got on, and then just went out again, got on Kill Tony again when I was 18, and then just never touched it again. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just want to, I, I didn't like just kind of want to try it. I was like super interested in like that type of 
thing, but nobody else was doing it, which is not like a deterrent, but like when you're that age, you're kind of like, okay, like, I guess I go to college now. And like, I was like dating this girl at the time and like we broke up and I was like, it just like was a whole like, you know, senior year type thing where I'm like, I it wasn't like, I was like, I'm just going to go to Florida state hmm. and just party with my friends and fuck school and fuck like all that. Like I probably yeah. wasn't ready in the moment to go to college. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I probably could have benefited from like a little gap year. I got ready quick, but like, yeah, I just, it was something I was like really interested in and like in high school, like uh, working in like some creative or entertainment capacity, but where I'm from, it's like not, um, none of that was around me. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. And then when I got to college, I kind of like met some more people who are into that. It got me into that space and I started pursuing it again, but yeah, I moved to New York and I, right after I graduated, I got a job at Chick-fil-A, uh, as a, you know, in times square. And I was quickly became like the janitor at Chick-fil-A in times square. That was my first job. I went to college to become the, the janitor at Chick-fil-A in times square. I was cleaning windows in this two story building. I was mopping floors. I was the only uh, male working at our, like in the front, it was me and a bunch of Dominican women from the Bronx. And just like, I was like a little pinball. They're like boxing me out and like bumping me around in there. Not intentionally. It just like, was a very like, a no, lot you of were us at the bottom of the, you moved to New York and you had to be at the bottom of the bottom of the food chain. Bottom of the bottom, like literally like underground in this Chick-fil-A in the basement like loading up like a bucket so I could mop a tear and falling from your face. Just a tear. I'm losing, like, I'm already kind of a thin guy, but I was loot. I was became like emaciated. Like I'm not even kidding you, dude. Like my first winter when I started getting cold in New York and I had like no winter clothes other than like cheap bullshit that I just had from Florida. So like I, a flannel's a flannel's a coat. <laughs> well, I had like one winter coat and it was like, it looked like a, I, I like, bought it off of a homeless man like and i would i'm not kidding i would wear that i don't have like sweatpants because i didn't have like long johns or anything i didn't know what the fuck i was doing and i would walk down the street like half the weight i am now and people i'm not kidding you would cross there was instances where people would cross the street i looked so crazy and like i looked like a deranged uh meth head you know, I already kind of have a Florida methy look yeah. to me, but this is imagine like I'm losing weight. I'm all I'm eating is like a bagel with cream cheese and a and a bag of plantain chips. You were sick that's, of sick of Chick Fil A. That's my diet during the day, and I was working at Chick Fil A for like the the summer there, which you know I was cleaning windows, mopping floors, serving chicken, um, seeing crazy. It was so busy. The tour it was a very huge lot of tourists. Obviously, a lot of locals. People are like not treating you like super. I I, I was like, oh, this is gonna be you great. Were treated at- treated with respect. At I was not treated with respect. Oddly enough, I would chicken. be serving chicken and mopping floors as like people my own age or like working on Wall Street would come in and like working in Midtown at their corporate banking jobs and being like, oh, this poor fucking were you guy. Performing during all this or are you I'm performing at night and like I remember I was working forty hour weeks and they would want me to like stay longer and I would just lie and be like, yeah, I got another job. Like I can't, I can't stay here any longer. I'm already like, I just feel the end of the week, like on my body. You know what I mean? Like when, when like Thursday rolled around, I'm like, I just feel it physically. It's eight, you know, working eight to four, running around, serving food, like mopping, cleaning, wiping things down, stocking, like doing all this different shit. There was one day where it was a particularly crazy day. Someone overdosed in our bathroom upstairs. So we stopped giving out the bathroom code. But that same day we had this very, like our rush hours 
our rush period of time was so crazy. Like it had to have been like hundreds of hundreds and like thousands of people because there's no drive through either. You know, the Chick-fil-A drive through is always packed. It's that, but like in person mm-hmm. and then plus being in New York city, plus being in times square. So we're serving all these people. Finally, the rush out rush period, whatever gets done. And I'm kind of standing there. Like there's like a couple stragglers coming in. One guy comes in, I'm like, on oh, my iPad, I'm serving or taking his order. And then we're watching outside the window, these like this fire department truck. They're working on like this manhole in the street. And it wasn't like a fire truck. It was like a truck that just said fire department of NYC. Yeah. These guys get out. They're doing work on this manhole. And one guy climbs into the manhole. And me and this guy, I'm taking his order. We're both watching this. One guy climbs into the manhole. Within seconds, just <laughs> fire explodes into the sky, like 20 feet in the air. Jesus and, Yeah. And the, I'm going to be honest, the chances of this guy surviving, very little. Um, at, at least he's dead. And people, the guys who he's working with. I'd rather be dead than be a burned victim. The, the, oh, I mean, this guy was would have been like the, the most burned victim ever. Uh, and he, uh, the people he was working with or that came with him are just kind of like peering over the manhole. Like, uh, and... And the guy I'm taking the order with is and he just, didn't climb out of that manhole. He did not climb out like, of the man. The guy never, the guy never, man. never resurfaced. Yeah, and no. so the guy who I'm, uh, whose order I'm taking is looking out there, like at what just happened, and he's shocked, and he's kind of looking at that, then he's looking back at me, looking at that, looking back at me, and then eventually he goes, "I think he's like, you should do something. You should call nine one one." And I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, did you say diet Coke? Uh, like I'm just, I was like, dude, what do you want me to do? The guy's clearly dead already. And the fire department's right there. They're not, I'm not a hero in this meanwhile, thing. they're like, not even, they, they put the manhole cover back on, they climb back in the truck and they drive off. Cause they're like, well, there's nothing we can do either. And the guy is petrified. Just like, hor- has no idea. I'm like, dude, I've already seen someone die in our bathroom today. Like this is, <laughs> this is not new to any of us. And I just served hundreds of hundreds of people who were like, are spitting at me. They're like, can I get barbecue sauce? I hand them barbecue sauce. They're like, I said, honey barbecue. Like you get that for four hours straight. Like, I just saw two men die. I just saw two people die today and there's nothing I can do. All I'm thinking about is taking this fucking order and getting home. I have to clean this whole fucking place. Yeah. And he's like, you should do something. I'm like, also, what do you want the guy who's taking your order at Chick-fil-A to do? <laughs> you want me to go save him? You think I'm, I'm going to call 911? You call 911. This is not like a one-stop shop. Yet. Like, you want to be a hero? You call. You go out there and save him. <laughs> yeah, I'm and on, I'm on the clock. freaking out. I remember he went to go, like, because I would take his order to the iPad. Then they'd go to, like, the front counter, pick up their food or order a drink, whatever. And uh, he's like kind of talking to the person. He's like pointing back. He's like, yeah, I just see the thing. And they're like, ah, oh, what are you going to do? Like, like what? Just, yeah. And that was my first job after college. That's the New Yorker there. mentality. Like I dated a girl uh, from New York for a long time. And I remember we were on the train, like a long train li- on the, you know, on the subway. And there was a woman who was dead on the seat from like an overdose and no one was saying anything and yeah. i turned to my girlfriend and i'm like my ex and i'm like should we like that woman's not brief it's been 15 minutes and her back hasn't moved like she's dead and yeah. she's like someone else will do something yep. and i'm like yep. it's the new york that's such the new yorker mentality where you're, yeah. you're walking i mean it's and it's some of it's sad because you see stuff like that you see yeah. dead people 
on because there's just I so still many think people. about that. Yeah. So like there'd be I'd be like I remember one time I was like walking to an open mic and there's just a guy like on the ground like full <laughs> is like frozen out of his mouth and like there was like paramedics working like you kind of came there at that point but like that guy had probably been there for like a day. Yeah. You know and they like you, leave, you see stuff yeah. like that just because there's so many people. But it is also kind of like, uh, what do you want me to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you're always, you're always in a rush there somehow. You're always trying to get to a place. I remember one time I was on the train and I was going into Brooklyn to like meet up with a friend to, I don't know, we were going to work on something. Maybe we were doing a show or something. And I was coming in from the city because I was living in Manhattan and the train got stopped and the woman was like, the conductor was like, we are stopped currently. There has been a mental emergency. Uh, someone is having like a serious, like, you know, it was, they yeah. called it like a mental emergency. And I just remember being like, what the fuck? Can we fucking get the guy off the train and deal with it there? Like, you're always like exasperated. Yeah. Like, it's like when you're on? sitting in traffic and you're like, I hope this guy's dead. Cause like, I don't want to fucking yeah, be like, anymore. Like, better be good. Better, better I better be get really an Instagram. Wrong. I better get 50 likes out of this post or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that that is definitely the mentality. And then, you know, working that job, I did that for like, it was only like three months. Did you do that up until you started touring with Tim? No, God, I'd be dead. Um, <laughs> you can't, I mean, you can, but it's just, that's tough. You know, yeah. I started losing my mind because I started balding at that point from eight to four. That was probably when I started balding. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I was doing someone else's podcast the other day. My friend Brendan Gay and I asked him. Uh, I was like, "Hey, man, how do I look?" He goes, "Good, you're balding." <laughs> I asked my friend how I look. He goes, "Good, you're balding." Not I think good, but hey, you just want to like keep you an eye on it. Set yourself up for that. What's <laughs> up? Don't ask your friends that question because they're gonna ruin you. <laughs> well, I was like, I, it wasn't even like a good, but hey, like you know, just you know, I would watch out for that because I'm losing my hair. I was like, "Good, you're balding." Like no in between, just good. Not even a comma, just good. You're balding. Have you tried taking, I used to take the pills. I got off them. I was like, fuck it. I'm, this has been, this happened last weekend and it's, <laughs> I've not thought about anything else since. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally every day looking in the mirror, I'm like doing the hair, like pulling my hair back. You know, I'm wearing this hat now. You're going to buy and a hat It's, it's moving it. back. I need to find like, some I, that's why I'm like I'm like I need to date someone now or like you know where they could just see me at least before <laughs> at least before you lose it yeah can you grow a beard I haven't tried in a while to like grow a beard I can grow facial hair yeah I had a mustache for a little bit very Florida mm. um over the quarantine I had a nice little mustache I shaved my head and like two weeks in to covid and that's kind of when i did notice that my hairline was receding i was like this will never do this again i was like every day praying like i hope this was not my last haircut <laughs> yeah yeah you know? it just doesn't ever come back every time i go to the barber i'm like this could be it it could yeah could be the last one i don't want the surgery either no no i don't want the surgery but i'll do it like i i just my now my goal like you know you have career goals you're like i want to you know my podcast to succeed i want to set up a fan base i want to you know get maybe some views i want to get on tv i want to make movies mine is i just want to make enough money to wherever like if it does get bad with my hairline or losing my hair 
I can get the best treatment. Like that's literally my career goal is just to be able to know that if it does go south, I can, whatever the best option is, that's available to me. You're like, I will move into a shed. As I'm motivated by my hair <laughs> going away. People, a lot of people are motivated by fear. You know, whether it's like fear of losing. Well, mine is fear of losing, fear of losing my hair. <laughs> that's Some what people are like, oh, I'm afraid I can't provide for my loved ones or my, my mom or my aunt who lives with me or my kids. Mine is I'm afraid I won't be able to afford the best hair treatment. <laughs> Fuck if I have kids and they want to go to college. How does my hair look? Learn on the streets. Right? <laughs> you got to be between street my street. hair and my kids. It's my hair. For sure. I'm not, I'll, be, I'll tell you this right now. There's no kids if there's no hair. <laughs> no one's no one's starting a family with a bald version of this. That, right? you, could, you could get really rich. <laughs> I mean, the way you said that, you're not even confident in it. <laughs> like, the, the only way to get really rich is like, that's why Jeff Bezos has so much money. And he fucks hot bitches. Well, because he's like worth a quadrillion trillion dollars. Exactly, that's what you know, I'm saying. He probably fucks like robots at this point. That is true. So uh, with like a you know bionic dick or whatever he has, <laughs> uh, you know, it's the guy. He's bald, yeah. but that's what like. He, but he's been bald for a while. That is true. He's driven by that. Like, have you ever seen um, the documentary Enron? Smartest guys in the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great, great documentary. Yeah. All those guys were like losers and grade school and high school and whatever. And, you know, I wasn't always the, the coolest kid. I had a lot of acne and, you know, I thought it was cool to buzz my hair. I wanted to be like Eminem, but I had a lot of acne. I was skinny, very pale, and I'm wearing these tank tops. I was so dorky and not cool. It's probably, you know, why one reason I do comedy, I'm motivated by yeah. like that. But those guys, you know, had no hair. And once they started making all the money, then they got the hair replacements. They're going to the strip club every night you know, paying money for sex and they're going dirt back, uh, not, not dirt back, dirt bike riding all the time. Like they're just living this crazy life, but they're for sure motivated by like, Hey, like we're not going to get this on. We're never like the cool popular kids. That's all that stuff is going to gravitate towards us. Yeah. We're going to have to like learn how to code and try to make a lot of fucking money and scam people and grow and, our own hair and grow and grow <laughs> our own hair, you know, <laughs> metaphorically. But and that's what that's what's motivating you right now. Yes. So maybe it's a good thing. Maybe this will this will get me, you know, so how uh, long were you in the city before you were able to be like, start touring? Um, comedy? I was I, I got connected with Tim like a little over a year and a half into being in New York. He was looking, you know, for someone to, to go on the road with him and, um, you know, shoot video content, sketches, stand up, that type of stuff. And I was at that time, just kind of started doing like guest spots opening for him. Um, cause I was, I mean, I didn't have any credits or anything like that at that point. Um, so it was just kind of like based on like the video work and, you know, opening for him and like the guy who connected us, he was like, Hey, he's a funny guy and cool dude. And then it just worked. Like we made mm -hmm. some sketches together that, that did pretty well. They were funny. I was doing well in the shows. And, you know, Tim's my fucking boy. I love the guy. And we were getting along very well. So he's like, yeah, you know, this is your job. And then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And I moved back in with my parents. I shaved my head. <laughs> and uh, did, they, did they like, were they finally like, 
you actually made it. Like we believe in your dream. And then you move. Yeah. Back they, they were like, um, no, now, now. So they're more like, okay, things are, there's like indication that things are going well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when I moved back in with them, I, I think they were just like, they're super support. My parents are awesome. They're super mm-hmm. support, but I'm sure they're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? You know what I mean? And also like when I got there, my parents were arguing a lot. They were fighting. Like, I think they were like, they were going to get like divorced. They were going to like separate. Like that's what like the yeah. indica- every indication I saw was, it was like, mm-hmm. you know, they're great. They're fucking awesome. They love each other. But like, it was like Rocky at that time. And I it was very weird being there. Cause I was like, all right, like I didn't know this was the situation. It COVID, you know, makes everybody crazy. I know divorce rates have gone up, and you know, I think China and some other countries during this time. I don't know about the United States. I'm sure no, to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember being Definitely like, are there. they waiting for me to leave to get divorced? Like, like, am I? <laughs> and then like, there was one day yeah, where they were both kind of. What's up? Are you trying to like parent trap that shit, get them back together? Well, I was like weirded out by. I'm like. Am I making it worse? Are they waiting for me? Should I leave? And then they can do it. Mm-hmm. But then there was, I remember there was one night where we're just kind of watching TV and they both started kind of like shitting on me and like roasting me. <laughs> and they were like kind of laughing and like bonding over it. And I'm like, oh, I've become like the common enemy for my parents and it's <laughs> saving their marriage. <laughs> That's amazing though. You know, like. <laughs> Me being kind of like the, yeah, this fucking idiot, like over <laughs> here, this pale piece of shit, all he does, he just sits in the pool. They, hey, our son's a bum. <laughs> <That guy's laughs> and I'm like, thanks. But also I'm like, oh, this is working. <laughs> you, I guess. Like, Unintentionally. I was more just for your guys' relationship. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm going to start right. doing fentanyl. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, our son's <laughs> an idiot. Our son's addicted <laughs> to drugs. <laughs> what a loser. I kind of like you. Yeah, I like you too. We both hate this guy. Let's go to dinner. <laughs> that's so like that's how like they could have met. Like is just shitting on this kid. <laughs> shitting on you. This guy, but I happen to be their son. That's so, really. I'm happy to play a role and. And that. you in your mind can be like, I did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, like exactly how I was telling <laughs> was you about. Part like, of my master plan. Yeah, I'm like you know I moved back home to save their marriage <laughs> to reconnect with my family and. I did it for like a very like altruistic, wholesome, selfless way. It had nothing to do with the fact that I had no job, no prospects, no girlfriend, um, no apartment, none, no car, none of that. It was all for their marriage. It was all for them. And they better, they better thank you later for that. They should. They owe me so much. <laughs> yeah. They let me live with them for free and use their car and eat their food and, you know, complain and mope around and be a selfish bitch and float in their little mini pool, drinking frozen margaritas that, that were, uh, you know, I got like a 10 for 10 deal at our local grocery store. They really but got into your head. This sounds like <laughs> it was are, all for them. It's all for them. <laughs> well, now you're in Austin, which is, in Austin. is it as cool as like they say like comedy in Austin? The comedy is good. Like people here are cool. You just had Everyone. a show with um, last night. You had a show with one of a uh, really good friends and former guest Holly Johnston. Oh yes, yes, I meant to talk to you about that. Yeah, she was super funny and she's hilarious. Cool. Yeah, yeah, she's really cool. 
Um, she doesn't live in Austin, I guess, but she's just visiting. No, she's from Massachusetts near me, but okay. she was just down for the week. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we did the show, um, and I'll plug it barrels and amps, you know, it was a awesome show run by, uh, Dean Stanfield and Spencer halls, I believe is the guy's last name and super fun show. So that was like a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they did a great job running it. People are super friendly and nice here, um, which I really like the city of Austin though. I mean, I do live in a mall, right? So, like, I don't live, live in a like, Louis, as, as next to a Louis Vuitton. So. I live in a Neiman Marcus. So, like, I don't live in a, a great representation of what Austin is. With that being said, everyone who I've met here and they ask me where I live, I tell them, they all go, why? Which does not make me feel good about my decision. But then I ask them, like, where I'm like, oh, where do you live? And they go, ah, oh, I live in a K hole. And I'm like, okay, so it's 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 not better. Like, there's no homeless people where I live, but there are so many homeless people in Austin. Yeah. And some of them, some of the people here, not not all homeless, but like some of the people, it's just weird and aggressive. Like, I was at a stoplight the other day, like during the day, and the car next to me, people in the car got out to fight each other, <laughs> like of the same car. <laughs> I was like, I never, I'm literally sitting next to him. I'm like, oh my God, green light, green light, green light. Please, 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 let's just go. They fought each other. They fought each other. I'm like, I've already been the common enemy for my parents who are fighting. Like, what if these guys were like, you know what? Let's fuck this guy up together. And then get married. Yeah, then they get married. Yeah. Um, And they're like, and everyone in Austin's like, that's Austin. That is Austin. It's beautiful. You know, these two men who were fighting and they beat up this guy in a Ford Fusion and they got married. He probably um, yelled a racial slur. He probably does. Yeah, the guy probably deserves. I'm like, just like in there. I'm like, oh my, I love my hybrid. It gets good mileage. And like, fuck this guy. Uh, <laughs> you out of your car and just yeah. And but I, 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 there is some really cool parts about it. Some of the food, the barbecues, you know, good. Mm-hmm. But it's a very interesting. Like downtown is very grimy. Is not the right word. Is gritty. Maybe. I mean, we just talked about people dying in New York. So like. Yeah. There, it has like there's a similar sense of like Gotham-y looking mm. uh, attitude. You get up on stage a lot. It doesn't matter if people are ODing next to you if you can do some time. I'll say this: everyone in downtown Austin, everyone in Austin looks like a GTA character. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people I've never seen, been in a city where people are wearing cloaks. People wear like <laughs> cloaks and capes, and they're walking, and they all have like this weird communication. It's like a network of people. And it's ran like downtown Austin parts of it at night, like feel like it's run by those people. And then we're all just trying to like coexist and not like be a victim. And that night, like I have a friend who's a bartender. That sounds there horrifying. I have a friend who's a bartender in downtown Austin. And, and I was like, Hey, how's, how's it been? I was catching up with her. I went to her bar at like, like eight 30 on like a Tuesday, just to pop in, have a drink and say what's up before a show. And she was like, ah, oh, you know, it was good. You know, I got mugged the other day. These three guys mugged me. She was like, my boss, you know, my boss, he uh, was getting into his car before work and someone put a burlap sack over his face, started shooting at his car and shot his wife um, <laughs> before work. And I was like, how is his wife? Oh my God. Like, is she okay? And she goes, I don't know. Like, oh, all right. Well, that's, that's good to know. And I was like, well, this is like a 2 a.m. Right. She's like, no, it was like a nine. And then like, I'm like, oh, okay. And it was raining on this night. I'm like, this is a weird vibe. And people, I walk outside to leave and people like pushing each other, like angrily into puddles. And it's like a weird grit to it that I was like, okay, I'm glad I didn't live in downtown. 
Um, that sounds like a, a like a video like a post-apocalyptic video game it's it, there's a, it's a post-apocalyptic vibe but everyone's like oh my god austin it's so weird it's so unique there's a vibe there's an energy meanwhile like there's like someone's balls are in my face and like i'm drinking like a 12 dollar coffee of the core bullshit yeah like, but you I'm, get like, to like, get up on stage, that's, get up on stage. <laughs> yeah, that's the most important thing it doesn't matter how much it doesn't matter if you got mugged if you can do i could get a burlap sack over my face <laughs> Someone shoots my wife, but at least <laughs> this new bit is worth it. I, get, I got a couple. I got a one-liner out of it. Got a one-liner. New tag. New <laughs> tag's working. Not my kidneys. No, those are gone. Going to need one of my those. My wife's gone, but I got My wife's tag. gone, but the tag is it's here. <laughs> and everyone's like, everyone is a weird, it is is kind of cool too, because I've gone to different pockets of different spots of Austin. I, 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 I do like it, but I like making fun of it. Yeah, of um, course. Because I live in a mall, you know. Uh, but, uh, I was like, there's a lot of people that look, they're like, oh, that person's like a farmer, you know, that like, mm-hmm. not in a negative way, but it's like, they look very like, you know, there's a racist. Like, they look well, well, yeah. Like the people that you might be like, this is like, they go to honky tonk bars, they say mm-hmm. the N word and whatever. And then like, you go to those honky tonk bars and like all the bathrooms are like gender neutral and we're all like line dancing around a lava lamp. It's like a weird eclectic energy. And like you meet those people and they're like, what do you do? They're like, Oh, I'm a marketing for, I'm a, uh, I'm in the mark. I'm, I'm, I'm in marketing. Mm-hmm. Like, or I'm like, I'm a, a social, I manage a social media page for a startup. And it's like, Oh, this is like, it is that part's cool. So it's like this weird, like, um, not weird in a negative way, but like this cool eclectic, group and energy of people but then that's mixed in with like all like tent communities and danger and and some danger and like obviously not all the tent communities are like dangerous but you just don't of course you don't like seeing people living in tents no um, for their own sake like it's just it's not good for anybody involved i mean no it's like New York, like seeing a dude od or explode or like uh it's like you it's don't want to see that. To, like you don't it's want. It's not good to just ignore it. You know, like no, it's not good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But then at the end of the day, it's like, what are you gonna do? I work at Chick Fil A. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know? uh, I'm do. I'm. I have to go to my set. Like, am I supposed to like? I gotta. I gotta go do a show. <laughs> you know, I gotta. I gotta go to IKEA. But you're. You, know? you get to get out of Austin. You're touring again. I yeah, I am touring. I was just in Tampa, Florida. Um, we did side splitters. We're back home. Fun. Back at home, town show. Stayed in my uh, stayed in my childhood bedroom while I was there, which is nice. I got <laughs> Did people come? Like, do you get support in your hometown? Or in I the- do. Yeah, like all friends come to see me, and my parents they just got vaccinated, so they may go like to the shows the next time we're there. Um, but it is it is like that's such a cool experience to be able to go back to where I'm from and seeing people I grew up with, and then I was at a show. One of the shows is either Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm sitting in the back watching Tim set. This guy gets up to use the bathroom and he comes to stop by me and he goes, Hey Dan, how's it going? And I look at him like, holy shit. It was my eighth grade travel basketball coach. Oh shit. Who I haven't seen since then. And as he was like, yeah, the whole family's here, you know, our son, like who I played basketball with. And I'm like, dude, I haven't seen you. And I remembered him like instantly. It was crazy how like quickly yeah. I recognized him. I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is, is really cool. And like, you know, that basketball team that we were on, we won literally one game all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like played like 50 games, one, like one, uh, you know, but uh, I was like our starting center. <laughs> so 
that's where we were yeah uh we're getting like dunked on (laughs) and then there's me who like i have to like defend i'm like you're our biggest guy good luck i'm like a string bean of a human being (laughs) and but i've also like been this tall since i'm like 14 how tall are you i'm six feet Okay, I'm yes. six three, and I was I was so bad at basketball. You're a sneaky six three. Sitting down, you don't look like a six three. I feel like you don't I'm look a, short, but you like a six no, I three. Feel like I'm like, like five seven. I give off like five seven energy. You give off, yeah, maybe like a five, maybe like a five ten. You don't give off short energy. <laughs> I Are do. you Jewish? No, everyone not? thinks it though. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks that I'm not. The Jewish people. I've never met like a six three Jewish person. I'm my, my dad's 5'10. Like I'm much taller than my whole family. My my dad's 5'8. My mom's oh, like see, five, you understand. Three. So you like tower over your Yeah, like, my grandma, she's like four foot one. So you're like, don't yeah. make fun of me, I'll beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> my grandma now, it's almost <laughs> weird. I don't like talking to her standing up because she just Yeah looks up at me with like her crazy <laughs> face. I'm like, this is like we like, sit I gotta get on my knees like I'm talking to a child again. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm, I'm like I'll like pet her. I'm like, they're there now. <laughs> I feel like whenever I'm with her, I feel like I'm like CP CP3PO or whatever or CP CP3PO where the fuck the guy's name is. Some some idiots calling me. Are you can you hear this? I can. I'm sorry about that. No problem. We're talking about CP3PO. C3PO. Yeah, yeah. And I'm with like R2D2. I'm like C I'm literally like I have my hair is like the color of C3PO and I'm with like my grandma's like just as short and she makes the same noises. I'm like, do you want anything to eat? She's like, beep, boop, beep, boop. like just like just like the mental Are you capacity. sexually ambiguous too, because that was yeah, me, I am. Yeah, I am. I'm, <laughs> That's I, what I, C3PO I walk like this. Is okay. C3PO, yeah. He's like, you, go, you don't know what he's about. Or or they, or yeah, she, she, they. even. Yeah, George Lucas is very gender progressive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, some of his character is a little racist. Uh, he was like very he's like gender we're good with uh he's like but race we're going to be highly offensive he uses the milo Yiannopoulos defense he's like i'm married to a black person so it doesn't matter yeah i mean jar jar binks they had to give samuel jackson the purple lightsaber (laughs) like and then every uh, in the phantom menace and the prequels which that was like his shit because he just kind of did he directed the first Star Wars. He, I don't know if he wrote the screenplay, but he wrote the story. Maybe co-wrote the screenplay. He, the Phantom Menace, obviously, like he wrote and directed. But he, like all the uh, alien characters, have like very offensive, like sous, sous chef, like Japanese voices. <laughs> you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> Like literally, like if uh, whatever the most racist Japanese voice you have in your head is, he was like, "Those will just be the aliens." Yeah, and they don't. No one's complaining about that with this Asian hate. I don't know if you are into the rap world at all, but there's I am a, a little bit YG who off, I do know YG. Yeah, okay, off his debut album that came out a long time ago, "My Crazy Life." He has a song where he talks about how he learned how to rob. It's called Meet the Flockers. And he goes, we always picked a Chinese neighborhoods because they don't believe in bank accounts. That is the lyric in the song. Oh, my and they God. they pulled the song off of streaming services because of that lyric. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, And I they, mean, don't, they don't get mad at George Lucas. No, I mean, they, I mean, I watch it. I'm like, holy fuck. 
this is crazy bad like yeah. I, I i i grew up with the prequels so like those are like star wars in a way to me like my childhood stars like the action figures were all from those movies no shade on the movies but like yeah some of them pretty racist yeah pretty offensive well, it's like old scooby-doo's are super ra- like there's a lot of like yeah. old race like my grandfather's named after robert e lee like oh really yeah, yeah you were not was- jewish yeah no no i'm not jewish yeah no that's i mean there's still like robert e lee middle schools out there like those type i'm sure that those exist there's pictures of me dressed up in fourth grade as robert e lee because my family wanted me to like so i had a full confederate outfit on and i have oh my beard God. and mustache yeah wow that's <laughs> insane yeah, I'm glad I uh, I didn't. Uh, I'm gonna get canceled for that. That's like, it's like blackface in the future, dude. It, it's it's really nuts. But you're like a kid. Like your parents, like put this on. You're like, yeah. sure. Could you cancel a kid for blackface? Like if there eventually, was like a, eventually yes. If he was like 10 years old and he had blackface and then it came out later. It's just it's the thing is with like the some of the canceling stuff is it's like if you're like in the public eye like and that stuff comes out, mm-hmm. it's like you're not forced but sometimes strong arm to like got to comment on it becomes yeah. a thing and then it's all like association right it's like are people so when they think of you are they thinking of that thing yeah you know what i mean but you're 10 and it's like you know you don't know what you're doing your parents you're are telling you to do something exactly. and you're like okay i'll put on it's like try this new shirt that on tracy got you and it's like all right fine put on this confederate outfit like ah oh, mom you're like no come on before we go i want to see it on i want to know if it fits it's about know if the confederate right. uniform if fits anyone ask, if anyone asks you just say it's a state's rights issue it's a state's rights issue and by that i mean my parents don't have custody over me custody over me <laughs> they lost custody of me over me over that <laughs> that is i hope i do want i don't even know where that picture is but i can't wait for the day for it to come out uh yeah Neither can I. it's gonna be a fantastic speaking of rap uh dmx died today i you, know you uh, you upset about that a little bit i i mean i'm sad about it but it's like he's not one of those ones that i'm like what he died it's like he's always had problems with drugs how did so how did he die exactly it was an overdose that put him into a coma and then he was in a coma for like a week and then they finally had to pull the plug because he was like brain dead and shit jesus christ yeah 50 years he was 50 they he died the same day prince william died yeah almost twice his age they probably fucked the same amount of chicks <laughs> who do you think fucked more chicks dmx or prince andrew Dude, prince william prince william uh, sorry bro imagine like dying a prince too like you never make it to like you could never die a king you <laughs> die a prince yeah. Like, it's I mean, he great. fucked. A, he was one of the Epstein people, though. So are we? William really, was. Wasn't he? Wasn't he? I on think that? Andrew was. Oh. Yeah. They all probably fuck kids. Uh, I mean, the whole <laughs> royal. Anyone with like of that stature and with that amount of money, like I, I assume the worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think we're at a point now where, like, with information, all that stuff's out there. You find that stuff out about them, and you're like, of course. Yeah, like we've yeah. like the veil has been lifted. 
Well, I you talking about like it. you, uh, it you got your parents back together on purpose. If I never get rich, I'm gonna be like, it's because I never wanted to fuck kids. Like, I'm sorry. Once you get rich, that's what happens. That's I didn't want that do. to happen to me. That's okay. what they make you do. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Like that that part of like, uh, wealth and fame is never obviously like the kid stuff is, is horrible. But like that weird like elitist. Hey, welcome to our club. Not even just the kid thing, but like that stuff is never never been like an appealing like this the, the the what that appeal that appeals to like some dark-minded obviously yeah individuals well were Why you a think- conspiracy person are you a conspiracy i mean you're with the tim now so that's a conspiracy you know I, like were you like yeah yeah I, I would say that i'm like a conspiracy person i'm not like a super well-versed like he knows like all these conspiracies that i don't yeah i like kind of like a i'm like a basic bitch conspiracy person yeah like i'll play the hits Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a little kid, I remember being like obsessed with the Loch Ness monster. Like that was my shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, yeah, I agree. I was like Bigfoot, Loch Ness yep. monster, and then those I are my got... those are my jams. Yeah, you know, like very like suburban conspiracy theories. Like, you know, I I, I rock. Then you Bigfoot. find out real conspiracies, and sometimes you're like, I don't even want to learn about. No, like, like, that's wanna... why I like I like the Bigfoot stuff more now. Yeah, it was like fantastical exactly it's like i don't want to learn about all the shit that's really happening like oh dude it's like i remember blue pill give me the one where i don't could just like know it's there without knowing or seeing it all the time yeah i remember like 2016 i was so deep into like 2015 did like reading all the podesta emails and shit and being like i don't even like why i i don't care like i don't want to it doesn't no part of that makes you feel good I was wearing a Joe Rogan t-shirt. I was really stoned and Gary Johnson took a picture with me and used it in his campaign and I voted for him. I was like, that's... Dude, I voted for Gary Johnson too. Yeah, there we yeah. go. I was like, my boy, dude. It was kind of like a protest vote in a way. Like I was like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. I remember like going back on my um, my Facebook because I don't really post on Facebook or anything, but like in uh, like those years, around that time, I was I was like, damn, I was such a Bernie bro back then. Like, like I was like an OG Bernie bro where I was posting about Bernie all the time, sharing Bernie stuff. Um, You're a hipster. You're a Betsy, political hipster. Betsy Davos, like all that, like, all that stuff. Like I was sharing, like, this is horrible. Like, can you can believe this is like the society, like not society is horrible, but like yeah, stuff like very critical of kind of like either side, but obviously a lot, like a lot of, I had a lot of anti-Trump stuff. You know, like would try to you know making fun of him, and then, but I was like so I was all in on Bernie, and then I'd post stuff like the DNC fucked Bernie over, this is that, like it's a tr- like I was really in- I'm not really into it, but like, and to where I knew so much, but I was like kind of had a little passionate flame for it. And yeah. then you were like, yeah, it's not worth. I, at least for me, it was like this much energy is not worth it because it's ruining my day. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. Uh, nothing we can do all i can do is like not be a dick to people try to be good like as rational as i can be like there's so little like there, that's like but that's like a lot you know what i mean like and people get sucked into the real the wrong things i think sometimes because like they're like okay what can i do to help what can i do and it has to be taking these hard stances and no i'm fighting this fight i'm campaigning like no just what you really can do is be like good to the people around you don't be mean or inflammatory and yeah. uh, critical and shutting people down because of their opinions. Ha- try to be open-minded. Like 
all that stuff is super easy and reasonable, but people are like, no, this is the way to make. No, like I see people are super politically like angry online and they don't see their kids. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the best, best, best way to phrase it. That is the best way to phrase it. It's like true. you could, if you go see your kids, that is more than you'll ever do retweeting, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Trump or someone in that, you know, on the right or, you know, AOC, anybody on the left or right, doesn't matter who it is. Go see your kids, take them to a movie, take yeah. them to a park, do something. You know, not like, what can I write on Twitter that's going to piss going, my aunt off? That's going to piss my aunt off. Or what TikTok can I make to just really show the left or really show the right that this is how it is? How about you go out there, you know, maybe give some change to a homeless person. You don't need to film it and, you know, go like take your friend out to lunch. I mean, it's so yeah. like you literally don't have to do much to no, like no. Be a make a positive impact on the world. Because yeah, that yeah. being nice to one person, then they're like, oh, fuck, I'm in a good mood today. Maybe it impacts their work in a positive way or their night. They pay it forward. It's like, it's so easy, but that's, that's not how people think. No, not at all. But it's good that you have that mindset and that's how I feel too. And yeah, I think that's a good lesson for people to learn. It's just like, Dude, I just want to do my own shit. Like yeah. I want to try to be, for you. I you try to want to be funny. Through. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try to be funny. I want to, I want to be funny. I want to entertain people and I want to like keep, you know, like, like good vibes. And because yeah. those like my friends and people I grew up with and my family, like I'm blessed on all that stuff. And there's so much bullshit out there that dude, it's just, it's just annoying. I feel like people like people like me and you, like, you know, being in that room of Providence, like I'm looking out, I'm like, Oh, these are people who just, they just want to find the best way to exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're not gonna be at the front lines of anything. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I just want to tell my jokes, uh, yeah. talk to some rappers and comedians, and enjoy life. That's it, bro. Thank That's you, man. It. This was a great conversation. I'm really happy to have you on. And you, Do you want you, to plug you, your shit? Uh, yeah, you can uh, You can follow me at Dan Man Carney on Instagram, Twitter, and I don't know. When is this going to drop? Do this you know? is going to drop uh, next Monday. Okay. So yeah, get me on those uh, because I uh, I have some some stuff coming out that I'm I'm working on. So you guys follow me and be a part of that. And um, you know I'm on the road with Tim Dillon. So like any uh, if you're a fan of him, obviously you'll see it on his social media, and I repost that stuff to mine too. Definitely go see you guys because both of you guys kill. I mean it was all you you really impressed me when I got to see you, and then Tim Thank is you, always man. a killer. So. Tim is absolutely without a doubt one of the best. And uh, we're talking about Tim Allen, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, Tim Allen. My fa Home Improvement was my favorite show growing up. Yeah, that's the show we're referring to. No, of course, uh, Tim Dillon. So, yeah, see us on the road and uh, follow this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. Support, support Sam. Thank you very much, man. And I, I appreciate you having you on. Thanks for everyone for listening. Subscribe and shit. Goodbye.